1: Welcome. Welcome to the Hustle Soul Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing human beings who tune in every single week. I love you guys. The feedback I get is incredible. Um, and it's interesting to hear all of your backgrounds, uh, just to give you kind of an idea of, you know, creatives and artists and entrepreneurs and musicians and producers. A lot of you music folk <clears> have <throat> been following since, uh, some of the, some, some really great interviews coming on here and, uh, CEOs, innovators, um, you know, hustlers, disruptors. You guys are incredible. I appreciate all the love that has been coming in. A um, lot of, uh, <clears throat> de- excuse me, a lot of day ones that have been, you know, with me for a long time. But the newbies, I appreciate you guys being on and for all the feedback. Uh, just to introduce myself. I'm Matt Gottesman, and uh, I've been doing this for about six years. I appreciate you being here. You can connect with me on Instagram at Matt Gottesman. Uh, You guys know I answer each and every single text, DM, response, uh, reply on the wall on here on at HDF Magazine as well for the last eight years. You guys know I'm on it and I I appreciate all the feedback. And uh, if you want to jump in the conversation at the intersection of creativity and culture and entrepreneurship at HDF Magazine and of course at Hustle Sold Separately. And uh, I always say here that, you know, uh, we don't glamorize or glorify end success. First of all, there is no end. (laughs) Success is arbitrary and it is about the individual and what you define as your success. And in a metric driven world, I do not believe that that defines your success. Uh, Interestingly enough with my two guests, we were just talking about this right before and I even told one of them, Hey, that's part of my intro (laughs) is something that I always try to remind you guys is that anybody that comes on this show is just like you in a lot of ways in which it's maybe anti-status quo maybe thinking outside the box, way outside the box, maybe you're misunderstood in a circle or two of people, group of people, um, because you want to do things differently. Um, the creative class, uh, and especially the creative entrepreneurial class is often misunderstood on their way to your individual greatness. Uh, you're understood here. You're understood by me. My, I get you, my guests get you. We do anything but conventional conforming <laughs> paths and, and, uh, you know, we're here to, to share with you along the way. <clears throat> and, uh, so we've got another really, really great episode. I'm talking about running an efficient, productive, and connected business virtually. A lot of you guys are online. A lot of you guys have been hearing me preach this for eight years. <clears throat> if you've been following me online, 15, 20 years, if you've been following me in life on what I have been saying about digital since the days of Napster. Um, and you know, we are mo- we have officially um accepted as of 2020 that if you weren't already diversified digitally you now have no choice welcome sorry that's just the way it is <laughs> now you're here and uh you know and then also you know in this digital world you have to really think about all the pieces that um, that connect you to the exact people that you are wanting to connect with. You don't have to connect with everybody. Um, but who you serve and how you want to be seen and how you want to be heard um, is generally how the same people you serve want the same thing, right? And so I've got two amazing guests to be talking about this, Jeffrey Shipley and Jen Olmstead. Uh, they own Tonic Sight Shop. And I have an amazing agency and something that I was was really looking at their backgrounds. Um, And just real quick, they're, you know, they're longtime custom brand and website designers. Uh, They're the creative team behind Tonic Shop, as I mentioned. And it's a a collection of cocktail inspired, completely customizable websites for modern style creatives. So they have a lot of the creative entrepreneurs. So you guys already know how I feel about (laughs) about having them on here. And especially to talk about, um, you know, they're in two different locations and how do you, have an amazing creative business, helping creatives, um, but still running very efficiently with the right processes and systems. And how many times do I breach that as well? Um, they're basically design soulmates, best friends who run a business from opposite sides of the country. As I mentioned, uh, Virginia and Seattle. So if they can do it, um, there are no excuses on your part. They share a love of hospitality, industrial design, good branding, witty banter, of course, a great cocktail. And I'm just grateful that they're here. Thank you guys for being on the show.
2: Hi, Matt. We're so excited to be here. Thank you for having us.
0: Also, I want that theme music as every entrance that I make to anywhere ever. So that's that's my new anthem. Um, Yeah, we're so (laughs) excited. You know, we we feel like we've originated as like disruptors. You know, everything Mm. that we've done has always been unconventional, whether we wanted it to be conventional or not. (laughs) Um, that's just how we've been wired. You know, all the things that people say you're supposed to do to have a successful business. We kind of went like, okay, sure. But this is what we want to do instead, um, along the way. And then weirdly enough, it's, it's worked. And so we really resonate kind of with, with your people and we're excited to come in and, talk through some of the unconventional and scrappy ways we've made business work and talk through why you need a killer website for your business um, right now. And, you know, just talk through some of the things that are hitting your people right now that we can walk through together. So, um, so, so excited. Thanks for having us.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Well, and, and really the world at large, I mean, and the cool thing is, is, and I I was looking heavily into your guys' background because you don't just do these amazing websites and we'll, we'll get into that stuff here in a little bit. You don't just do amazing websites. You guys are basically, you're taking the energy, of um of the creatives or of the entrepreneurs and translating it to the world in which they're playing in and that's a major <laughs> there's some marketing ribbon. <laughs> so I couldn't help it but like yeah, but, I, it. but that's but that's how but that's how at least that's how I viewed it when I was like oh wow like these are incredible and like you can tell that there's a relationship between you and the clients and I know that that's gonna come into a whole other um you know uh, conversation. Whoever would like to go first um, would love to know just the general background that led up to you guys coming together um, to do what you're doing now. So either one of you, you know, you can both go, but, uh, you know, go as far back as you'd like, you know, kindergarten if you need, (laughs) whatever whatever (laughs) makes sense. But how did we get here?
0: Yeah. So, well, I was a baby and then I had opinions and that's basically Mm. my life Mm. story. Um, Got it. Got it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. Um, No. So Jeff and I were both custom branding and website designers. Um, Neither of us actually have the traditional designer background. Both of us went to small liberal arts Christian schools and learned communications and journalism. So that's my background is in journalism and writing, telling a story well. Um, And so, like you said, that visual translation really comes from me learning how to tell a great story and believing that, like, great website design is just good storytelling. So Jeff and I were, you know, separately working on branding website design. We met um, in the days of yore when there were dinosaurs circling the earth around seven, eight years ago (laughs) in a Facebook group. And um, I posted a website, Jeff commented and told me everything that was wrong with that website. It's true. <laughs> All the little things. In a,
2: in a very loving way, you know, just constructive. Very loving.
0: <laughs> very constructive and super helpful, like where some people would be like this guy, like he's Loris." I was like, man, this guy was like kind enough to sit down and thoughtfully go through something that I created and give me feedback. Like this is someone I want to get to know. Um, And I think as entrepreneurs, like, you know, there is this solitary aspect of creation. And so when you're able to find someone who's an amazing soundboard, who makes what you do better, who helps you do a better job at the thing that you've been born to do, that's someone you want in your life. And so um, we finally met in person. I think you actually had Todd, the founder of Show It on the podcast a while back, but we met at a show at retreat and we were kind of both the kids like sitting in the back of the class making jokes. Um, (laughs) And we're like, this is a good vibe. Like we should, we, we joke because like, we did not know each other at all. You know, we met in person one time and a couple of days later we were like, Hey, we should like do something together. This is a good vibe. We want to figure out a way to work together. And one of the things that we saw at the time was that there was this problem Where we knew so many awesome, talented, badass entrepreneurs and creatives and photographers, whatever the industry, and then they had these really boring websites, you know, they just had these websites that were just out there because they knew they needed a website, but they did nothing to speak to who that person was at their best, what they did best, they didn't stand out in a crowd. And Jeff and I are like, man, how do we meet this need? Cause it's a big need. It's not a need that I can, I can make, I can fulfill by just like doing another custom website and another custom website. And so we kind of sat down and we're like, what would it happen if a website template didn't suck? You know what would happen if we (laughs) built a website template that didn't feel like a website template that felt like something that was crafted with intention and strategy and made just for you that just happened to be ready right now for you to have and make your own and so we sat down to solve that problem and um that's kind of where tonic was born and our partnership was founded
1: Mm -hmm. amazing jeffrey do you have a similar recount Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: we we joke too that it, it it was a a relationship started online, like all modern yes, romances. Except right. there's just zero romance there, and we we yeah. we often get the oh, like how long have you guys been together? Like, no, we're we're business partners. We're not life partners. We're both right. happily betrothed to other men, and <laughs> um, I think yes all of that happened for sure. And, and I think one of the cool things about our trajectory, although it's not advice I would give is, is that, you know, we jumped in not knowing much about each other. And I think, I think it just hinges hinged on the idea of like, we knew early on just by following each other and having those kind of earlier conversations that we were just kind of in good company and that we valued the same things. And so even in those moments at the retreat and online, we were, um, we just kind of hit it off in, in ways that I don't think we fully thought about would be important. And so when we sort of sat down to, Hey, let's do something together. Um, it's funny because it's kind of just like the best worst idea we've ever had was, mm. and I like, shortly thereafter after we kind of had the idea, you know, I fly out to Virginia um and stay with Jen and Aaron and we started designing and we didn't really have much of a plan, you know. No, um, we
0: joke like we could have been axe murderers. Like yeah. we could have like <laughs> just, you know, there's like there's no telling. We had no yeah. we had no clue. And it was just such an intuitive like, I kinda I think this is good. I think this yeah. works. And I think that's like that's like an undervalued entrepreneur thing is that intuition of like I think I think I should do this
2: and and it was funny too because we we saw this need and I remember because we're so like word driven people um both being you know some derivative of a comm studies major um we were like we have to name this thing like it has to have a name it can't just be like website templates like it has to have a name and so (laughs) At the time I was like, it was between um, it was kind of around the holidays. So it was like, you know, I think it was right around Thanksgiving or whatever. And we were text messaging because that's how we communicated back then. And so we had no log or like way to search or like really brainstorm that was efficient or effective. So we would just like, th- we were just like text messaging ideas back and forth. Mm. And I just would never, never forget when Jen was like, we we, we wanted to be like a cure, we wanted to, we thought, oh, it'd be kind of fun if there was some sort of vibe about it. And um, so we started kind of looking up different words. And so she throws out the word tonic. And it kind of had this cool double meaning, which was one, it's like a restorative agent, it's a cure, sort of in a medicinal apothecary sense. And we really, really loved like apothecary labels. So that was like one of the inspirations for like the look of tonic. And then the other side was like the drink component where it's like a mixer. It's something that's like invigor it is also um, an invigorating agent in that sense. So it's like, oh, like, you know, gin and tonic. Um, So anyway, she was like, what about tonic sites on tap? And I was like, hardy, har, har, like, that's funny. And then we're like, wait, that's, that's genius. And that's actually, I had, good. <laughs> that's actually great. Like, cause most yeah. of the ideas were really bad. It was like yeah. seller Site company, we're like, no, that's terrible. Like, just all of these really bad ideas, and um, so that kind of just stuck. And it was, it was sort of said in passing as a joke, and then it ended up just being like our tagline. We're like, yes, that's really great. Um, So I think what was really cool about that process was that we just kind of knew we wanted to make something, and we knew the need that needed to be met. And then we just started throwing out ideas and brainstorming and so that was happening literally via text message um, around the holidays and then i flew out there and we just sat down and we started designing and it was so interesting because it's a little bit of that two cooks in a kitchen moment when Mm. you have people who are like kind of the same (laughs) we always joke that's why we're like we're we're kind of just a similar version of each other um and at the time, that was probably even more so, like we didn't really understand our differences yet. And so we kind of both sat down and we're like, okay, let's design a website. And it was just really interesting, the process that kind of came out of that just sort of organically, that really we still use to this day in terms of like collaborating, um, is, is something that kind of happened on that first that first design meeting.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know, um, and it, interestingly enough, and then in business, um, it's cool when you start to learn like, hey, what do you do really well, and how can I support that? And what do I do really well, and how yeah. can you support me? And then, then you got to, s- you start to find how do two cooks really like master the kitchen, you know. Yeah. Uh, and also, I love the fact that you guys brought up, you know, this modern world that we live in, and I think people—it's—it's it's become more adapted. And it's true, um, you know, my my agency is run digital, virtually, and uh, you know, people met all over the world uh, that I have not met in person, <laughs> you know, and then yeah. just and then just the friendships that I've made, um, the business deals that I've done because of Instagram, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most weird, like, you know, like, hey, I really like weird. your content. Can <laughs> we just get on the phone and talk about some other things? I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. You know, and you're right, like you you all of a sudden meet these people for like lunch or dinner or, uh, you know, and it's the funniest thing to say, like, oh, yeah, I mean, somebody off of Instagram, you know, and and, but it's becoming more and more normal. um, And uh, that's the world we live in. And that's and that's also where we're moving towards, you know, uh, from a business standpoint. Um, You know, so one of now. okay, how long have you guys been in business? And then what I what I want to start with is that um, I guess we can also start. Well, no, no, before we. Yeah, you can answer that. But I want to talk about you both obviously are two chefs, I mean, in the kitchen when it comes to your design and and, and two business owners. And that's, you know, that happens um, with a lot of people. And it's the delegating and it's the, um, hey, what's your zone of genius? What's my zone of genius? Um, I want to maximize your output and support it. And um, I want, To do the same for you, et cetera. And so that way we move in the same lane together very well and learn each other as partners in a business, just like you would in a marriage, you know, which you guys have a marriage by business. I would love for you guys to talk about how you guys figured that out, especially virtually. um, And especially, you know, now, how, what were some of those steps and how'd you figure it out and, and what's happened from it?
2: Yeah, well, it was definitely. Not smooth sailing for for in the sense of like understanding that
1: is it ever. And I think
2: (laughs) while in retrospect I say oh like yeah we started kind of working in this way. It wasn't like understood then. Mm. And um, and so that was about gosh Jen I think it was like eight years ago in November when we had that first you know rendezvous in Northern Virginia when we started designing together and really kind of learning how we did things. Um, and I think, I mean, I would say that it took us like a good four or five years to really get into the the sweet spot of the zones of genius and really sort of establishing different roles in the business. I think because, because we're both, we have like a similar personality of kind of wanting to help and work hard and we're not like above the dirty tasks mm-hmm. that we we just did everything together always. And so it was a little bit of like, you do half the emails, I'll do half the emails. You do half the designs, I'll do half the designs. And it was very much this 50-50 split that was basically predicated on like a quality of tasks instead of necessarily thinking about what was most suited for each of us. And I remember when... We were at WPPI Photography Conference out in Vegas. Um, I had been going for a long time. I was actually a photographer um, before I started designing. And so I was I was very much connected in that industry. And I remember we were sitting at lunch with some friends and we had taken a picture. We're you know, doing that social media, Instagram thing. And I was at that time, I was kind of like, running the social media a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I remember just spending like 30 minutes, like trying to figure out what to say with the picture. And I was like, Jen, can you just do this? And she was like, yeah. Like and two seconds later, there's a, a caption posted. And so it's just this moment, like, why am I spending all of this time, like trying to figure out what to say when Jen's the writer, like Jen is, is kind of the one who established the brand voice of tonic she knows how to like quickly write she knows how to write and they're like a deadline and she's just like much more of a skilled writer than i am yes i can write well but it and so once i kind of like realized that that moment even for me it was like less of a proving myself that i can do it and just being like who's the best person for this particular zone um, for the business and who's going to serve the business well and then does that task or that that zone give that person life and is it something that they enjoy and so we started paying attention then like kind of oh, okay like maybe i shouldn't write the captions but it didn't really sink in that we needed to step into like even different kind of departments within the company um for a few years after that i think we were still trying to like share the load very practically instead of like strategically yeah. um yeah. and and we eventually made the decision to to look into that a little bit more um what you say jen was it? i feel like it was like four four or five years ago kind of like halfway through yeah,
0: If you look back to like at that point in our business so when we started our business it was very much a side hustle it was like Mm. let's do this thing like oh hey you know what residual income is supposed to be great like we should get some of that like let's let's and i think there's like i look back at you know the trajectory of where we started out and i think the thing that comes to mind is just like audacity Cause I think every entrepreneur has like a little bit of audacity of like, there's a need and I'm the one to fix this problem. And I definitely have a little bit of that in me where I'm like, you need help. And not only do I see that you need to help, like I may be the only person who sees that you need help and Mm. I'm going to help you. And Jeff has that too. He has that sense of like, Oh honey, like let (laughs) me be the person that like gets you where you need to go. So I think we had this like sense of audacity of which gave us purpose. It gave us like, a freedom to step out and do the thing because we weren't concerned with like, should we do this? Can we do this? Like, is this a good idea? We're like, this needs to happen and we're, we're going to make it happen. And so I think as part of that, like, we didn't think about it. We didn't think about like, we're scaling a company, like we're building a company. We're like, we're going to build some website templates together and we'll see where that goes. And that's kind of like where we left it for a couple of years. You know, we were still doing our own things. We still had our own companies. And, but I think a successful company, like a successful, good idea wants to grow. Mm. And what we realized is that like tonic wanted to grow, it was trying to grow, grow. And basically we weren't allowing it to grow because we are focused on these other individual pursuits. And if we wanted tonic to like, have the breath, have like the fire (laughs) and have the, like the airflow that it needed to grow like a fire does, um. Yeah, i'm like really working with metaphor i, don't know if you're this I like way, it like <laughs> <That's... fire. laughs> you know how it needs air yeah. um, so, <laughs> so we realized like me- <laughs> um we realized that it really needed like more of us and so i, I guess yeah like jeff said probably three or four years in we started stepping away from our individual companies and putting more of our time in a tonic. And I think it's at that point, like I never, at any point, even though now we're running, you know, a seven seeker business, I never have been like, I'm running a company. Um, I've always thought of it being kind of like this little enterprise that's me and Jeff. And I think that's why it works to some extent because people do feel like like they're getting me and Jeff. They don't feel like they're interacting with a brand They know that it's like us cheering them on. It's us building the website templates. It's us sending a newsletter. And I do think there's this element where people want to buy from people. But because of that, it took us a lot longer to think about like, how do we build a successful version of this company that we've created? And it took us probably four or five years, like Jeff said, to start going like, wait a second, what are the roles and responsibilities that we actually have on our plate How do those need to shift? Like, what are the things that are bringing us energy versus taking it away? And there were some really clear things where looking back over that time, it was like, these are things that I get excited about. These are the things that Jeff gets excited about. Why am I doing the things that Jeff is most energized by? And why is Jeff trying to do the things that like zap him, but make me excited? And it's just like what you and I were talking about before the podcast. Like, you love podcasting. You know, you sit down and you're like, yes, like, this is my thing. I'm in it. I can't wait. And so someone else might hate podcasting, (laughs) you know, your, your partner, maybe the person that's the editor. And that's what we've realized is there are certain things in our business where it really serves Jeff for me to say like, yeah, like own that, kill it, do it. And then it's an ego thing too, of realizing like, I probably could do that. You know, Jeff is a good writer. He could write all of our, you know, copy. But I love it. And it energizes me. And it's kind of my like zone of genius. And so he's stepped back and he's chosen to be humble enough to say like, yeah, I could do that, but I'm not going to because I don't need to. And that's not what lights me up. So I think it takes that awareness and then it takes a little bit of humility to say like, sure, I'll step aside from this and I'll let you I'll let you do your thing.
1: I think hum- yeah. humility is a saving grace and it's a superpower. Um, And I I promote it all the time because when you have the humility, you can either ask questions, you can get out of your own way, you can get out of other people's way. You're trying to flow. Um, There's a lot of really interesting things that you both are saying in there, and I I just want want to touch up on a couple of them. Um, But I love the fact that what happened was you guys came together and it was sort of like, I call it... um, uh, like business dating in a way, like where you're, you're, (laughs) you're dating for a first couple of years for three years and you're doing work together, but you had your other things going on, but it's like, you're, um, you know, finding that footing, finding that, that relationship and solidifying it. But it's interesting how, um, we sometimes, yeah, we, we can hang on to our other things, um, sort of like whether out of security or out of just, you know, old habits or just out of while we're still feeling things out, but yeah, sooner or later, an approach has to change. It's it's in anything in life because sooner or later, we get to a point where we're like, no, I can grow from more from here. And, and it was cool to hear you guys talk about that. And it's like, yeah, no, we can grow more from here. And you said it, like Tonic wanted to grow um, easily. Um, did we want to let it? You know, we needed to allow it. And I think that that's a very, very vital point you brought up about allowing this brand to breathe its yeah. true creative expression. And then also saying like, am I the problem? (laughs) Like, I'm like, like where, 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 and again, the humility of like, where do I, you know, like when Jeff was saying like, do I need to be doing this or Jen's better at it? Like, or I'm better at this, or it's like getting out of your way and saying, you know what, what makes sense that I should be doing? And, uh, what should I not be doing? Again, business, I, I really feel is a lot like, Personal, business and personal have a very same, similar attributes and in character and in and behaviors. I mean, like I know my areas where I'm like, oh, I'm not letting go. I'm not trusting because I haven't, you know, in this particular area seen somebody deliver yet, you know, but how do I lead them so I can trust them more? Because it's also about like our leadership, you know, styles versus, you know, and we have to let go versus saying, I'll give it back to me. I'm going to now just do it, <laughs> you know, yeah. so.
0: Well, this is just a lesson the... we're learning now like we're still so, we're <laughs> so on that train always right. it's always. like just because you're so used to as a creative as an op- entrepreneur you're used to wearing all the hats like yes. you have wearing all the hats down you look good in all the hats and <laughs> saying like i'm going to take this off i'm going to let you have this like that is such an exercise in trust and then like you said in in humility of saying like okay I'm gonna let this go. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna support you in getting this to where it needs to be and get out of the way of making it happen. I think that's that's such a hard lesson, but it's so necessary and it's not it's not natural for us because we're used to wanting to do all the things and mm-hmm. we've done it for so long that it feels weird to shift things off of our plate. But I've I've had to learn the hard way because I'm such a perfectionist and you will pry something out of my cold dead hands. You know, I, <laughs> I know <you> because know. <laughs> I want, I think I can do it and I and I have to you know, for it to be done the way it needs to be. And so we've learned, you know, like, just because you have someone else do do it doesn't mean you can't do the last 5%. You know, and some like, if someone gets it 90% of the way there, and you did the last 10%, that still freed you up for 90% of the time to do something else that was more important for you. And that's been like, a major lesson for me in this past year is like, I can't I just can't do all the things anymore. And so like, how do I get better at making sure that they're done well? And how do I lead the team in creating great work? Um, and that is just a matter of leadership.
2: Well, and I think one of the, the surprising things to me that I that I feel like I, we just talked about in one of our last meetings was like the sort of mental load. That you're carrying sort of unknowingly mm. when it comes to holding on to those things yes. um, that that you should really trust somebody else to do, um, it's kind of just burdening you even further, and so that's what's been really nice when when it's like Jen's in charge of the marketing department, like that's that's hers her jurisdiction, and before I used to be thinking about it and she used to be thinking about it all the time. So we were we were both kind of carrying that load. And now, and I feel like there's a little bit of a like question mark still in my mind where I'm like, well, how do you like support somebody and carry the load with them? You know, like in a marriage, like you're not in this separately, like we're in this together. So there's still that, but it's still this kind of like, here's your domain. If you need help, I'm here to support you. But I'm not going to worry about it because I trust you to worry about it. And um, if you need help worrying about it, sure, that's one thing. But I think it's that, that that division that was super helpful for us, that division of labor to say, you know what, I don't think we both need to worry about everything all the time and all be wearing the hats. And also, when we, we created that division, there was less of the kind of butting heads because it was like, Okay, that's just like I'm gonna default to you because you're you're the final say on that because you're the most informed on in that, or you're the best at it, or we've agreed that that that's your that's your gig. And I think when you kind of come to that agreement, um, it also allows there to be that you got this. I respect you. You yes, probably freedom. know more about it than me because you've been working on it. And yes, I could do it, but like. It's, and there's that humility in that moment too, to kind of just say, like, I don't really need to think twice about this because you, I trust you as a person and as a worker that you did it right and you did it well. And I think that was something that was really hard for both me and Jen, being such perfectionists, being such solopreneurs for so long, is to really find, even in our, in ourselves like in our partnership but also in our team find people who like are gonna put that same level into it and it took us a long time to believe that about each other you know to really trust that Mm. like jen's gonna go all the way all the time and for her to be like and she can tell when i'm not (laughs) you know there have been times when i'm half-assing it because i'm exhausted and then she either says steps in and fills the gap Or it's like, Hey, what's going on? You know, you're not performing at your usual level. Okay. How can I help you get there? Because we know, we know what that level is.
1: Yeah. There's going to be, uh, again, see the, that's how human interaction even in a personal level is, Hey, I know you're better than this. Or I know, I know you, let's just even say that I know you, I have to communicate. What's going on? How can I support you? Or how can I, you know, uh, un- better understand what is happening? Because uh, we do live and work in uh, in a world together that is um, uh, needed by each of us to show up. Hey, I'm Michael Jordan. You're Scottie Pippen. Uh Scotty, yeah. what's up? Like, are you you know yeah. are you having an off night? I need to know. And if you are, you gotta let me know so I can take a few extra shots right now, right? And I think yeah. that that's that's so cognizant in any kind of partnership. Um how and
0: I feel like oh, go ahead, go ahead. as a manager, as a manager, you know, and as a leader of a team, you can either put someone in their place or you can give them room to rise to the yes. occasion. You know, yes. you can say like here's where you're failing or like here's where we're going to get to go together are you game to come with me what is it going to take to get us there and I think that's what that's the difference in a good leader and someone who's just trying to make you feel where you're sucking <laughs> you know is that it's that like you said it's that hey you know we're trying to score this many points tonight what is it going to take us to get us there how are you feeling how you're doing how can I help that's yes such a different conversation.
1: I, You know, what I love about that, too, is, um, again, uh, a higher EQ. I saw a lot of, as a consultant to a lot of big brands and, and uh, you know, corporations and stuff like that, I saw how a lot of behaviors were. And I'm like, wow, like, imagine if you guys all just loved on each other a little bit more instead of, like, throwing each other on the bus out of lack, scarcity, fear, like every other emotion uh, or, you know, not having the freedom to move about the cabin. And um, you're absolutely right, Jen. I, I, I think it's like, hey, what are your needs and how can I support your needs? While you're on this team, I want you to feel like you have the ability to express yourself and fly, and we're all rowing the boat together and we're all winning together. And and, and if your needs at some point aren't met, you also have to let me know that because um, if you're needing to go and spread your wings, I have to have a succession plan. And if you are going to stay, right. how does that help too? Because you know we're yeah. all creating our lives and we're just and we're yeah. also all sharing the same mission. So. um... When you
0: make people feel like they're like part of something bigger than you, when they're not disappointing you, when they're like in service of a bigger vision, when they're meeting needs, where they're seeing the wins and internalizing them as their own, that's when they're gonna like fall asleep thinking of the next great idea for your business. Mm. You know, that's when they're gonna be so all in that they're in it with you instead of just feeling like they need to support you out of fear or for a paycheck or you know out of demand. I think that that's how you just create this team culture of like this is the blessed pace on earth to do this because like we're doing it together. Um, and they are feeling like they're executing at such a level where they're excited to show up. So, and they're showing up at their best. You know, I think that's the, there's such opportunity there.
1: I love that. How, how many people do you guys have on your team? Where are they located and how are you, what are some of like the the ways in which you're able to manage all this. You can use tools, you can use, you know, strategies. I would love, I'd love for anybody listening to, to, to see how you guys are doing this virtually, um, from the, the fuller picture. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's
2: funny. You should ask how many people we have, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I know now I think sometimes there has been, I mean, even just recently, you know, there, <laughs> there have been this sort of up and down uh, like we have a person for a season, okay, we're going to scale back, going to do this. Um, so right now we have eight of us total, I believe. <laughs> I always question it still too. Um, and they're, they're all over, I think. So everyone's currently in the U.S. At one point we had one of our designers, was he was living in Spain for a while. So he was, I think pre-COVID, he was in Spain. um and yeah, we have Nashville, Florida, New Mexico, California. I'm in Washington State. Jen's in Northern Virginia, and I think the way that we do it is always we we're not afraid. Even yesterday, I was I mean, I was afraid then, but like I I, <laughs> I was willing to do the work um, of like changing systems and, and realizing that we like need apps and third party things Mm -hmm. to to support this and i remember when we first started tonic um our email list we we started with an email list so that was that was something but it was literally like manually through show it our website form so they would just like fill out their email and we would just compile it so we didn't have like a system and um, and our orders we would actually fulfill manually so the order would come in and then we'd be like okay and we would send it to the person and so
0: we really the, built this to scale yeah you know, as really, you can tell <laughs>
2: <laughs> we really had eyes on like yeah on big things and so you know we would be like and this was before jen had kids we were we were kind of just married to our computers and that kind of was okay but then it was like an order would come in and jen was like cooking dinner for her husband or with her husband not like she's like in the kitchen all the time <laughs> I, was the
0: I was barefoot in the kitchen baking my husband a pie as is my role
2: <laughs> <laughs> not at all that sounded so back backwards it's um, true.
0: I do like to make dinner, rather than being yes. sexist, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to cook. It's my choice, not because my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Get this in the kitchen, not, woman. This is not <sighs> 1950s. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> anyways, you know, like, we'd be doing life things and then have to run over and fulfill an order. And so, you know, early on, we realized that we needed, like, a system. And I remember us sort of, we've always really run like a very lean company. And so we'd be questioning like, oh, is it worth that transaction fee? Or, oh, we can just do it ourselves. Or like, why hire this person when we think we can do it on our own for cheaper? And so the more that we started bringing in those things, um, the more that we were actually able to scale and grow because the system and the infrastructure of, of our company was supported by these tools and so we are always refining those almost to our detriment i mean i can't tell you how many times we have like overhauled an entire like back-end system right before launch because we know it's not working and i'll be in there like moving everything over from from one platform to another because we needed this functionality and so while it's kind of miserable like yesterday i was um setting up a whole new like payroll and bookkeeping system, um, which will eventually offload it from from us um, and just keep everything more tidy. It was a bitch to do. And I was, we were both whining about it late last night and like, nice thoughts, what do you mean? What's a what's a withholding? I don't know what this means. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was just those moments of like, literally yesterday we were overhauling a system and, and trusting that like a tool is going to help us in the long run and it's going to keep things tidier. So we're, we're not afraid of, of those different systems and apps. And I mean, we can get like more focused about what those things are, if that's helpful. If you think people like knowing what those things are, or I can stay sort of top level, top level.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I would love to know uh, top level what some of, you know, some of the uh, communication tools, some of the ways of getting project management tools, things like that. I mean, I know um, how we're currently doing, you know, our whole thing is um, even in systems where we're very minimalism because um, mm-hmm. we want our, our whole goal is to create things so uh, simplistic in, in, um, uh, because what do we, you know what do you do in the internet world and what do you do in technology what do you see you see a lot of people band-aiding a lot of things together and our whole focus is like you know how do you use the minimal amount of tools to maximize the most amount of output um, and um you know and so even as a team ourselves <clears throat> we you know we might use slack whatsapp and uh, asana <laughs> you know over monday.com yeah. or something like that we tried monday we tried others but asana you know seemed to work for us but um and it's interesting how you know because when we had too many tools we we're like wait what's going on where do i put this yeah. i put this over here wait did i report this over in here you know and it, you you start to again if you and if we go against our very core beliefs <laughs> then, then we're not doing it for others um so i'd be curious how you guys you know how you guys have your communication styles um you know figured yeah. out as well
0: I feel like I was born to Slack. I think Slack was made just for me. Um, I'm very grateful to Slack because I feel like it's basically made my like text messaging and like vintage AOL instant messenger skills finally be utilized in a really healthy fashion. And so <laughs> I, I think everything is, should be on Slack. I want every conversation. I want all of my family members to be on Slack. I just want, I want everything to be in Slack. Cause I, you know, it's basically just like text message chains that are super organized that integrate with all the other things that you're doing. So you can feel organized even when you're not. And I am like, notoriously systems averse. I'm a super minimalist in which I'm like, just text me don't email me you know just like can we just sit down together and figure this out and jeff thankfully is like someone who brings order out of chaos and he mm. thrives in like a checklist environment and it's really funny because he's learned like when i see an, an asana we also use asana when i see an asana task list of like 100 items <laughs> my i just internally <laughs> panic and, so and i'm I. like so i'm gonna do none of that yep. because other thing that i think is way more important than anything on this list um and so jeff now knows that like okay jen needs like one assignment at a time you know jen needs to like be able to focus on like the top most you know the top three of the day but i don't want to know that there are 300 tasks behind that you know so i feel like it's also a, ma- a matter of like figuring out how to make those systems work for you and then i've learned like okay Jeff thrives in like an, in, 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 an empty inbox environment, you know, he thrives in like all the things are checked, are checked off. And so the more things I can check off, the happier Jeff is going to be. And so if I can just get in and do a cleanup in Asana and, you know, do 10 things that have been, that have been on my list, Jeff is going to do a dance in his living room. And it's I want true. that. I want that. There, for is, him.
2: there is that little Asana guy that comes up. I don't, Jen, I don't know if you've ever seen this guy or not. But yeah. if you have your inbox empty, there's a little guy that comes out and dances. And that's like, really? that's me. That's I've like,
0: never seen that guy. I yeah. didn't know he existed. So oh, he that's exists. good to I know. I see
2: him daily. So we're like really good friends. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's true. Like I, I definitely kind of, th- there's a little bit of the neuroses there that we've even talked about where Jen's like, okay, like, is it really important? Or do you want the adrenaline rush or the dopamine, whatever happens when you check off something from your list. Um, Do you want that? Is it like important to you for like no reason or is it actually important? And and that was often the thing. Sometimes I do, I get kind of hinged on the completion and it doesn't really matter. And so that's where I've gotten for Jen to sort of get behind something to pull her away from something that maybe in her mind is more important. She has to understand why that's important to me. Yeah. So if Jen knows that she's like the next step in something and something can't move past her until that's done, she'll do it. But if I just kind of say it to her, um she's like okay, I'll do that whenever, like doesn't seem important. So giving importance and priority to things really helps and the tool of Asana is like I can mark it with a certain time or I can say these things are priority. Um you don't need to worry about everything coming after. Get this done and 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 because like, so Christina is our integrator and she's a lot like me, very kind of type A, loves the checklist. And she's actually taking more and more control of those things and making sure that things are happening. Um, you know, like she's assigning things and 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 making sure that all of the pieces are moving together. Yes. Um, and that's something that I used to do. And I wasn't able to then support Jen on some of like the higher level company stuff. Like, the design, art direction, creative direction, and and marketing brainstorming, because I was like so heavily in the operations. And so as we've kind of been growing our team, we've also been realizing that that there's just things that, you know, I don't need to do, that Jen doesn't need to do. Um, and the system of like Asana and Slack make sure we're able to kind of get those pieces out to the respective people. Um and I I didn't realize necessarily going into this that that was kind of a zone for me like the operations the organization Mm. um I don't know if I would necessarily have said that like like when we started Tonic that I would be kind of you know the COO I always kind of thought I'd be more in the creative but because of the dynamic that Jen and I have it makes a lot of sense for me to be in that zone for, for a really long time. And it's making less sense for me to be fully there. And that's why Christina's kind of coming in alongside me to kind of take care of that stuff. So I can be more, more over in the creative zone. And I think that's what's really kind of the, the takeaway that I would have for everyone listening is that, especially in small businesses, when you're having you know, under 10 people, or even in a partnership, it's okay to kind of move around. And if you, if you even look at big companies like Amazon, Amazon is all about moving people between teams. And so the idea that like in one season, I can be so heavily operations, but then like right now I am, me and Jen are designing together so much and we're doing so much creative work together and Christina and the rest of our team is kind of running everything else. And so I think that's, what's been kind of fun too, is just to kind of see like the seasons where. Where we kind of are in one zone and then move over to the next um but all of the systems and apps and everything around that allow that to happen because there's that kind of company structure there um and it's easy to kind of move, move it around whereas before we were just like we couldn't track anything we'd be like where is that who was supposed to do that is that your job or mine jen and there was a lot of things that would fall through the cracks because um yeah. because of that lack of structure
1: yeah you know i um i i love a, a lot of what you're saying I, and just a food for thought that's interesting it, um i remember and i've said this on a couple podcasts but i always pay homage to it because kim gold who founded true religion jeans before selling it um came on and she said about um creatives going into a business mindset business mindset can't always go into creative and what she was talking about creatives is basically that um Creatives have this ability to be about the details, the, 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 all the nuance, all the little things. They can see all the angles and they love it for their art. They love it for their work or whatever it might be. They can actually take that mentality and apply it to the business side and still find a weird enough way to have fun with it. And that changed my perception too, because I love business. I've always loved business and I love my creative mindset and I love tying the two together because when you think about it, like I, I really wasn't into processes and systems. I really wasn't. And three years ago I finally said, I'm going to start kicking my own. I'm already, my ass has been kicked. I need like, <laughs> I need to have more and systems, but it's it can sometimes seem like the mundane until we insert the creative. And it's like, how do I want things to move? Let me look at it as a project. And how do I want the pieces to play together in a very unique, seamless way that feels a bit more fun um, versus like, oh, I got to put this widget here and I got to do this widget. You know, or I got to get underneath the hood of the car and let me get into the engine, you know, actually having fun. Like, oh, I'm making a supercharger engine. So let me get a little creative. Like, what do I want to add to the engine and how do I want it to work? And so I think it's really cool that you ended up in this operations component. Because you get to actually exert creativity in a very, um, in the most essential part. What I have come to learn of of the business is has it run fluidly, efficiently, profitably, and you know maximizing its you know complete output while minimizing wasting time and, you know, energy and (laughs) all these other things. So it's it's actually the biggest problem anybody will solve creatively. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I think it's so true. And I think it's really interesting because I think for so long – I definitely viewed systems as like a gross, you know, like like (laughs) who wants to talk about that? There's nothing less sexy than systems. Right. And I think now, (laughs) like I've definitely begun to see like a good system helps you do work more sexy, (laughs) you know, it helps you do more of the work that you want to do because it's supporting you in creation. And I think anything that you do in business for, for a really long time, early on in our business, I would have told you that I hated marketing. Like I didn't like marketing. I didn't want to do marketing. I just wanted to create the work that I did and do a really good job and let that work market itself. And, you know, that's not a terrible plan. Like you have to be really good for that marketing plan to work. Um, So you could argue that that was true or not true. But I do think what it took was me saying, okay, how can I bring what I love my creativity, my interests, my voice, my unique value propositions, Jeff's talents, our skills. How can we bring that? make it marketing and so it took like okay it's not we're never gonna be the people that are like sign up for five three free webinars and then like buy our product that's just not gonna be us and so it took experimenting and being like okay what what feels right like what's actually our persona how can we enjoy marketing and it took you know figuring out how to tell other people's stories you know that's great marketing that's the thing something that like the most successful brands do well it's like not it about them. And then it took being able to like view marketing as a person selling something to another person and realizing that, you know, our newsletters could be just like, personal stories that we of what we were experiencing and you know my childhood growing up on an ostrich farm in the middle of texas like that could be a great sales tool but it was a way that we could like show up in the thing that we didn't think we liked as ourselves and i think jeff does that so well in systems as he's bringing his creativity and his problem solving and his neuroses (laughs) into this area that helps us and supports us to doing more of what we're great at so i think you're exactly right
1: Yeah. You know, it's, um, it, and you're right on, on the marketing front. So I love marketing and sales. I love it. When I was, I was actually thinking about doing a solo episode about this where, um, I once heard, uh, the the worst thing that happened to marketing were marketers (laughs) because they
0: agree. So they take,
1: because marketer, um, some of the markets like the ones you were just talking about, right? I mean, we're going to get a little raw here, but like some of the markets you're talking about, right? That like, you know, I'm just gonna do some webinars, sell some products and I'm done. They took, Some of these some of these quote unquote marketers, they took the truth, put it into their marketing without being truthful behind the scenes and then made us real people who wanted to use our truth in marketing feel like we couldn't because we're like, well, this is the conversation to be had. I do do this. I am reputable, but I don't want to sound like the guy who's abusing it. Who they took it and ran with it, <laughs> you know. Totally. So it's a very, it's a very unique situation. But marketing in the in a, in a, in a newer form though is really about like what you're saying. It's really um, hunkering down on like what you feel really compelled to uh, to express and share. And and I think that um, you know, uh, and it's different for every every person. And uh, like as an entrepreneur, it's easy to connect with people and say, listen, like okay, um, in systems, they are so unsexy. And I get you. I'm like, let's let's stop talking about that bad word. I'm like, but you are feeling overwhelmed. And they're like, yes, I am. I'm like, I get it. And you probably hit capacity and you're doing everything. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So let's just talk very on a very simplistic level of like, there's some problems here. And we know that there's some solutions that can be provided. So let's on this workshop or live webinar or whatever, talk about these couple of things. Here's some solutions that I i recommend try this you're gonna to have to play with this a little bit you know what i mean and and you know your this link that might get you some discount or whatever like do what you need to figure it out at least start growing in that direction and then if and when you do need us whatever here you go um yes. you know what i mean and 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 totally. it, at least then you're like of help and of service because you're like and to be truthful i can't have you come to me not ready so we turn. Right. We actually say no more than we say yes because we're like, you know what? Uh, or or they have to just go to a strategic partner. But I'm like, you know what? You, you're not ready. Um, either just the capacity may not be there, or you're just maybe not ready in terms of like all that goes into um, why this would actually be needed, and and you wanting it. Otherwise, if you feel like you have to do it versus you get to do it, we may have some <laughs> we may have some issues, yeah. right?
0: Well, and that's just relationship building, you know, that's service based relationship building and like any good marketing is relationship building. And so I think that that's that's the key of what you're selling there is like you're not selling, you're serving, you know, you're showing up with the intent of helping someone do something better. And I think that translates. And that's, you know, that's kind of the heart of what Jeff and I do is we're like, hey, you're out there, you're doing great work. Here's why you need a website that speaks to that. This is why, like in our current climate, it's not okay to have a website that you feel kind of ashamed of or that you don't want to send people to from your Instagram because you don't feel great about the way you look online. And you deserve to have an online presence that speaks to you at your best, that shows your clients, you know, what you're capable of and then converts them along the way. That's not, you know, five years ago, maybe that wasn't super, super important, you know, the, the top priority. But now with our economy and, you know, with everyone being at home and all those things, like this is the time you need to have a website that absolutely kicks butt for you. And if you don't feel confident, that's going to show up in the way you show up online elsewhere. So when we're saying that to people, it's not because we're out to get them to buy a template. It's because that's true. You know, we believe (laughs) it. We see it every day. We hear the stories of like what a great website can do for people. And we, we don't have any hard time saying that it doesn't feel like marketing because we're just saying, Hey, here's where you're at. We get it. And we're here to help you.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's, thank you for sharing that because, um, it's the whole picture, I always tell people with a physical business, I'm like, you have all these pieces in the physical world. They're like, yeah, I'm like, you got a storefront, you got a merchant processing service, you got security, you got um, branding, packaging, like, yeah, I'm like, okay, all that now has to be translated in a digital world. And by the way, that's running 24-7. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? exactly. So,
0: and that's what your website is. Yeah. It's your online storefront. It's your home base. It's the only real estate that you own that's actually yours online. Yes. And so many people are content with just having a website that's okay or that they don't feel great about without realizing like you don't own your Instagrams, You don't own any of your other spaces, but The place where people can go and where they will go, you know, if anyone wants to buy from you, they're not just going to stop at your Instagram, they're going to go to your website next. And if what they see doesn't measure up to the experience you're giving them elsewhere, that creates this like trust gap. Where they're like which of these things is true you know is the instagram the more accurate reality is the website the more accurate reality and you want you know your instagram to be your handshake or your newsletter or your podcast to be that introduction but your website is where you go to close you know it's where you go to say hey you're here. I get you. Here's what I can do for you. Here's what you do next. That's what a great website can do. And so if your website's not doing that, you're missing out on such a huge part of that online storefront experience that people go, yes, all of this, I want it. Like, check me out right now.
1: (laughs) The, The website is the house brand. I, yes. I, I I tell totally. people I'm like it is your house brand and people are like huh? And I'm like or brand house. I was like it's your house of brands. that You have the top level site and then on there and under there all the things that you do and connect into everywhere they can go to further have an experience with you but it is your house brand period and yeah. a story. <laughs> so I yeah. I get you guys 100% and, and how um you know we're living in a very interesting time you guys probably had as busy of a year as I did last year. I know that that's not always the case that wasn't the case for a lot of people last year but again we're also we've been digital for many years um did you see the 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 dot connecting taking place last year uh with entrepreneurs small businesses um you know i mean the world at large but what did what did you see happening of the the just the connecting of the dots of you know what i get it i think i get it or i'm trying to get it we need to be here don't we
2: Yeah, I mean, I I certainly think that was happening. It, it, it was interesting to kind of go into this year, especially when kind of the news of Coronavirus hit and it it started to take hold of everything. I remember Jen and I being like, what's going to happen? Like, we had just gotten together uh, to launch a new like to design a new collection. This was like in end of February. Um, And we were like, whoa, this this is going to get dicey. Um, and I think, and it did for so many people, but it was what was really cool um, for us because we were in that space is like people were turning online and they were realizing that like, this is, a, I think they were just home and kind of there was a little slowdown. So if we think like we, t- we take our photographer clients, for example, huge slowdown in the event industry. And so a lot of people just started turning inward and working on their businesses which they never often don't have the time to do. And so to kind of see that start to happen where where people were like okay, it's time. So we had a huge surge in even our custom clients wanting to update things, wanting to pivot, wanting to to introduce a new thing because they they knew that they needed to. And so what was so cool is that there was been so many stories um, especially lately but even even middle to end of last year of their websites being the thing that allowed them to pivot into that new thing to offer that new course or to to do that um, that kind of new photo shoot one of our clients Erin outdoors she started doing like miniature scenes um, of like of of adventures indoors using like broccoli and asparagus and she creates these like beautiful scenes with like little miniature figurines and then she's getting hired by like Toyota and Salt and Straw and doing all of these cool commissions and like went viral because of this thing that she just started in her apartment um, on her bed where she would just like style these little scenes and so you know, I actually started working with her right when that happened. And, and her website was sort of like something that we could help position her in a different place to not only be the adventure travel photographer that she'd been and traveled all over the world for, but she could start doing work the next day. And she's booked, like, again, she's booked huge projects for Toyota. I mean, what is that? Right. That's crazy. And so to see there's so many stories that we get in their inbox about those sort of things happening where we were helping people level up or take that idea that they have been dreaming about and putting it online and getting traction. And they have so many more eyes and so much more time to sort of do these things. So we saw a huge surge in people just like chasing that stuff even harder because, like you'd mentioned before, it was like there there was a little bit of like, okay, I'm gonna I'm I got laid off or I might get laid off. Let's get this side hustle going. Mm. And what do they need to do first? They need to have a website. Yeah.
0: And it's crazy because the The Wall Street Journal just re- released a study that my husband sent me the other day that sh- said that small businesses are being formed at the fastest rate ever right now. Um, and it seems kind of unlikely cause it's so, it's such like an uncertain time, but if you look back in history, like, you know, Uber, Pinterest, like WhatsApp, some of like the biggest names in the, in the game have been coming through recessions. And I think this is the time, like, this is the small business boom. This is like the rise of the entrepreneur. And with that, like your website is the thing that you can control. You know, And if you can't, you need a website that you can control. And so we're seeing two sides of the equation. We're seeing new entrepreneurs who are starting out, who are like, I have a dream. I've always wanted to make it happen. This is the time I need. I need a website that can support that. And then we're also seeing the rise of the entrepreneur who says like, wait a second, I need to take matters into my own hands. I need a website. That's awesome. And wait a second. I can't be trapped in a, in a site that I can't develop or design or tweak. I need something that's going to grow with me. And that's where, you know, our templates are built on a platform called show it. And the idea is that it's, drag and drop and you can you can control it yourselves and so we've had several clients you know who they've invested $75,000 in a custom website and then a few months later they wanted to add something and their website designer wasn't available or ghosted them Mm -hmm. and they're stuck You know, and so we have that person come to us for a thousand dollar website template that they launch in a few days. And then from that point on, their website can grow and pivot and scale with them and move as fast as they do. And I think that's been the lesson of this past year is like you need a website that can move as fast as you do, that can scale with you, that can pivot with you, that can reflect you at your best, even when that changes. Um, But if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I've wanted to, I have this idea, like the great thing about right now is that pretty much all you need to start out is an idea and a website. (laughs) That's, that's all you have to have to start out. And I think that when your website looks legit, you know, that's a great leg up and you standing out in the crowd and you starting off and, and feeling like you have sea legs under you. When you have that online presence dialed in, you know, you can, you can go from there. You can spread from there. You can scale from there.
1: Well, two things come to mind. One, I love that you said you have to have a site that can scale Um, and move as fast as you do and um, because um, as you know with a brand it's a living breathing thing and everything is constantly changing and evolving and I tell people all the time I'm like I get that you're looking for perfection I'm like but you will always be tweaking it get it out (laughs) get it launched get it out right launch it launch it right Mm -hmm. and so um, so you bring up a very good point about making it easy in terms of the entrance into the market where like, hey, here's a beautifully designed um, starting point that you can also evolve from here, and um, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's something that um, you know people because sometimes they don't know because they've because they've heard horror stories about like, well, no, it's going to take tens of thousands of dollars, seventy five thousand, and all that other stuff, and and being hijacked, um, which I think is also very very difficult because I think a part of us as a service providers also have to say, hey, look. This is all completely yours. I need to make this as simple as possible for you to manage long after I'm gone. I don't want to enable you. <laughs> I want you to, yeah. I want to empower Sustainability. you. Sustainability. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I need you to, to be empowered. And then the second thing I was thinking of too, and is because it came up earlier. Um, and it's something that I told a lot of people. I'm like, believe me, I'm a content creator. I love it, guys. I love it. I love that you're creating content. I was like, but the issue is, is that some of them, especially in the Instagram world and in the TikTok world, got very comfortable with an instant Gratifying result, which is I got a like or a follow and a subscribe or whatever it was. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, but you're not driving them to anything. So you may have the look of success, quote unquote. I mean, if that's if that is your success, then cool. But if like you're wanting to sell products and services, where do they go yeah. from there? Like, and you guys brought up earlier, like that's kind of your your calling or That's like sort of like your introductory point. And I would say to people, I'm like, you like that's just the start of the relationship so now you have to send them somewhere so you can continue the relationship at the relationship first level and then see from there if they're you know where that can go and and so a lot of people get stuck in the content world um and kind of have this portrayal of like you know here's how it's going with the the brand it's like no that's just a handshake (laughs) you know if you exactly
2: Well, and so much of that content just goes to die, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's so tragic right. is you have these really beautiful pieces of content that never get bubbled back up. And so they're mm. seen for like a day and then they're they're gone unless they go viral somehow, right? And that, that reality is kind of tragic for somebody who's creating all this stuff. And so even just to have a place for it to have more of an evergreen presence is something that even a lot the, like some of our big, huge custom clients that we've worked with this past year. Um, so much of what we were trying to do was bring that content. That's so good. And that got so much traction and that great blog article back to the, the cert, you know, back to the top of their pages and on their website, because it's so great, you know, and that's, I think that's, what's so defeating is, um, and we struggle with this too, with with Instagram in particular, is you create all this stuff and you spend so much time and it's like this little brief shining moment and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and to feel like your work and your creativity doesn't have a home that's more permanent and that really kind of highlights it, um, I think can start start to feel like, what's this for? So we've just heard a lot of people like, oh, it feels so good to have that permanent place. Yeah. for my work to be or it feels so good to feel confident that that's a good representation of where i am right now and if it's not it feels so good to be able to take that and and adjust it and and tweak it to work with where you're headed and i think you're right in reminding everyone that you know your brand is is a living breathing thing that's going to evolve and change over time and if you can't move along with that if you can't tweak and refine quickly and efficiently um you're potentially like missing out on that opportunity and we've just found that in our in our own process of like i mean we just did some crazy updates like last week to our site that like i think sometimes even we get that like okay w- during launch we'll do this thing instead of being like What's that one little thing I can adjust right now? What's that one little page I could add or like, okay, I want to start maybe offering some like mentoring and coaching services. Okay. We'll get a page up, get an opt-in, get a freebie going and then start there. And I think so many times people get overwhelmed with, I have to overhaul. I have to rebrand. I have to get new headshots, Mm -hmm. but I can't because I haven't had my hair done in a year like no just do something something to move in that direction and those kind of micro steps um can make a huge huge impact on on your brand in general and even just on your like life as a creative just to feel like you're moving forward well, in it, some way
1: and you're really bringing back creative control and creative ownership Um, in with, with websites and with owning your own assets, which is like, I I tell everybody, I'm like, social is great. We need it. I believe me. It's a huge platform for me. Um, but my site and my, uh, other assets in my podcast are owned by me, you know, but at the same time, you know, social is a tool. Social is a right. tool, but we you're bringing back creative control. And we're going to see a lot more of this. We're really only at the, the start of it. And again, that's why I was saying like the timing of all this. I mean, and you're probably seeing a lot of this if you haven't, you know, but I'm sure you're seeing at least NFTs now coming up and what digital ownership tracing back to the original creator of the artwork, of the writing, of the music, of the, um, you know, anything created digitally to the original creator. Um, right. Ooh, I mean, Internet 3.0 is exciting. Oh, yeah. So, and and where are they going to live? On your website, and, on your website, right? exactly. So, I mean, we're. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know
0: me too and it feels it feels like such an interesting because it's like such a changing space but it's one that like when you when you have your toe in the water and you're reading the writing on the walls saying like here's where we're headed I think it is such an exciting time because it's a time filled with opportunity you mm. know there's such a playing field that's open for you and I think it can be tempting to feel like all the OGs you know are already there so you know the algorithm is going to favor them forever I can't I can't start now and I, I you can start now you know you can start now and with the tools that we have available that we didn't have available you know 6 7 years ago this we didn't have the tools that we have now to scale and grow and learn you know think about just like podcasting think about the right. the wealth of information we have access to now there's just never been a better time to be an entrepreneur there's never been a better time to have a great idea so if you can see a need and figure out a way that you are uniquely capable of meeting it yeah. and and put that online Put that on a website, put that on your social media, develop with relationships with people, seek to serve, show up and sell and serve. I mean, I think there's such a great opportunity for people.
1: Oh, it's it's an incredible time. It really is. And 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 again, we're empowering creative ownership. Yeah, <laughs> it's, really, exactly. it's really and being at the forefront of that now is 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 beautiful. I feel like um, and somebody, as they, as she put it to me, it was back in, uh, I think, 2019, go, heading into 2020, uh, uh, a spiritual mentor, uh, elderly woman who's very gifted. And she was saying, she's like, you guys have all been playing for where we're heading, not for where we've been. And I'm like, "Ooh, <laughs> like, wow!" It, when you really think about it, it's, it's, it's true. And we saw we saw the shift start to happen last year and even more so dramatically this year and, and also uh, moving into a more creatively abundant time um but where mm-hmm. more of it does center around creative ownership and here we are in this beautiful digital world talking about these things um yeah what i know before uh we also on the podcast we'll wrap up here in a little bit but i'm enjoying the conversation before we got on the podcast we started to talk about character I think we should go a little bit on a small tear on that. Jeffrey, I love it. Jeffrey, what do you, how do you feel about that? I know, Jen, I know you feel, uh, uh, well, uh, good about this. And Jeffrey was mentioning a book. I'll, I'll let him bring it up, but we can, I think the three of us should discuss character.
2: Yeah. Well, I, as we were, as we were thinking about character this morning before we hopped on, I think it's, I was, I was thinking about it in relationship a little bit too to how like me and Jen started mm-hmm. and how we saw these character traits in each other that, that we aligned with and that we knew something like cool could come out of that if we like got together. Yes. And so just, I think the idea that success isn't necessarily going to look like these metrics that are so measurable that we see like, Oh, you're going to have this many followers or you're going to have this many sales or you're going to be on shark tank and and get this big, you know, funding. Um, Yeah, it, it can be, it can look so differently about like serving people well and serving them because like you care for them as people and you want them to grow. And that's where Tonic started is like, we just saw so many people not represented to their fullest potential or at their best or their awesomeness was sort of covered camouflaged. up Cam- yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally camouflaged, buried underneath bad design and so to see that like starting there without the business plan and people like what's your business plan We're like,
1: mm. or like
2: <laughs> what's your like corporate structure We're like mm. you know we didn't we didn't Do it right. You know, we weren't following those, all of those steps and those business tools. We were just kind of like winging it and following our guts in a lot of ways and like leaning on, I think now that I think about it, our character, like what we believe to be true, what we valued, what we'd learned through our liberal arts education, through our faith, through our... How we wanted
0: to show up, you know, as Mm -hmm. people. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. And that was kind of governing our decisions. And then, yes, we needed to learn a thing or two about conversion and about, like, oh, maybe we should, like, tone down all the cocktail stuff and ramp up the design work because we're not a bar. (laughs) Right. And so those sort of things, um, I think it's interesting when you look at that from that perspective to see like, that's where it starts. And, and ironically, I had, I just picked up a new book last night and I was um, Donald Miller's new book. I think it's business made simple. And the first thing he starts with is like the importance of having these characteristics. Um, I haven't even, I don't know what they are. <laughs> I like, <laughs> literally read what pages, but like, that's where I'm at. It's like these characteristics often often are the things that lead to success um, more than like the, the traditional metrics that we're used to in business. Yeah.
0: And I think character has longevity, you know, like that's what shows up over time. And so it may not be like the flashy, the flashy immediacy. It's not the dopamine hit of like this person looks a certain way or they have like that it factor, that charisma. But character is going to determine success over time because it's going to show up. It's going to determine like how they show up for their people when they don't feel like it, you know, or when Mm. no one's watching or the way they serve the person who doesn't matter, you know, and that's what like we've had people email us in our inbox and be like, well, I'm not really an influencer, so I don't know if you can help with this. And we're like, we're going to serve you just as well, if not better than that person. You know, you matter, regardless of the caliber of your following and the contents of your, you know, your email list, we're going to serve you the same way, no matter what. And so, you know, that the yeah. character that you're demonstrating over the the lifeline, the lifetime of your business, I think, is is the long game. That's the long strategy. And and that's where you build trust over time. And what we've seen as a business, even as young as we are, you know, of with like really probably five years as like a full-time company, we've now seen that, you know, people have come back and, and how rare is it to someone to buy a, a template from you, you know, year one of the business five years ago, and they come back for the next one. And so we're having people invest. You know a lot of money in us over the years because there was trust because they mm-hmm. knew that we were going to take care of them every time um and instead of just going elsewhere you know they they came back and so that the character that's built and that those kind of relationship buildings and that trust i think is going to contribute so much to the success of your business and and obviously to your your bottom line too
1: yeah, yeah oh, oh, go, ahead. go ahead go ahead
2: oh yeah i was just gonna say like one of the things that we have kind of hinged our whole business on is just helping people be seen for who they are at their best and what they do best and that's kind of just like always at the forefront of our minds our mantra
0: yeah Yeah. kind
2: of our yeah our mantra and something that even in our customer service and in our interactions with people um not only do we want them to actually be seen but to feel that and I think that that's something that, that we've taken really great care in because it matters to us as people. Like, it's really important for me for people to feel like they have a seat at the table or for it's that, you know, that Forrest Gump moment. Like, you can sit here, you can sit with me when everyone else says, no, you can't sit here. That's kind of like where our heart lies in a lot of that um, from like just a human level. Like, we want people to be able to be who they are um, especially when they're with us. And so it's kind of been a little bit of a, a challenge to to have like a cool factor and an air of exclusivity in the brand itself because it's like, it's cool, it's tonic. It's like, it's, it's the cool kids table, but also it's not really, you know, it's mm-hmm. like anyone can come and like there's space for you. And if there's not, we'll make space. And so I don't know, I, I've been working with a business coach the whole time that, Um, tonic's been around which is kind of cool um anyways and one of the things that i realized was important to us through like my work with jd is that like we're in the business of making space for people yes um if that's like a digital space for them to show up there authentically or if it's like a conversational space um so when we get together with back in the day when you could have happy hours (laughs) um I would be like moved to tears every time of just feeling the energy of people from all sort of different spectrums of life or of business getting together and then like sharing a drink and like having a toast like that moment for me was like this is where people are like feeling seen and they're not like in the back of the room they're like they're with us so i I think it's so cool when when we think about character and those things that like matter to us from like a value perspective, like that's what gives us like, as JLo says, like the goosies when Mm -hmm. we, when we talk about it, because that's the stuff that really matters most to us. And like, yes, we're designing websites and good design is important, but like, ultimately that's, that's what we're trying to do as, as people.
1: You're normalizing good. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's a a really great, Character trait um, all around because it's sort of like saying yeah we do really great work and we have a look that can be synonymous with this beautiful, elegant, you know, uh, um, luxurious, exclusive um, world. But at the same time, no, we're approachable. We're here to help you. And again, I think this is this is just part of the new paradigm, which is what I wrote online. Is that we're heading into a different. Paradigm um, of behavior um, yeah. that is, um, we're of a generation that is win, 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 win. Everybody wins. There isn't a winner and there isn't a loser. Everybody wins and we all take care of each other. And um, and I get it. I get the old paradigm. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, clawing and kicking and screaming on their way to the top and all these things. But I just feel that. Uh, And I know that those days are gone and they're fighting on the way down, (laughs) the whole way down. And they'll continue to do so as it it pans out. And, you know, and I like when Jim was saying, like, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, Shark Tank and all this other stuff. And it's interesting because a lot of that stuff does get glorified online. And I'm like, are you also aware that those people gave up anywhere from 20 percent just to be on the show? And then they gave up the other 50 percent to do this. And then they now have a whole bunch like investors are bosses. Some yeah. people don't realize that I'm like you. My own husband and business.
0: I are always yelling at the TV. We're like, right? "Don't take the deal! Right? No, 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 no! no. Don't. don't give up creative control! Don't do yes. it!" <laughs> you know. And
1: and and you guys and you and you talked about it. It's like you know, does it take a little bit longer? Well, yeah, but there's a lot of freedom in that longer route. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of freedom, and helping others have be a part of their freedom. Um, while they're, you know, being seen, felt and heard online and holding that space for them is part of what we do in our businesses and our media and everything else. So I, I share that that uh, value very high with you guys. And I, I really appreciate mm-hmm. you guys sharing that because it's, you know, we, we are effectively trying to be at the forefront of this newer paradigm of work and play. And yeah. Yeah, and 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 we're enjoying it because we're also watching a lot of very silly people.
0: (laughs) I know,
1: just kind of really kick and scream on their way out. I'm like, you kicking and screaming automatically says I'm right, (laughs) and I don't even, I'm not even wanting to be right. I want you to, (laughs) I want you to heal. (laughs) I want you to feel good. Yeah, you know. But um, this is incredible. I I can't believe it's actually almost been an hour and a half. Where do where do people find you guys online? How do they get in touch with you? How do they learn more? Where can they where can they find you?
0: We have a website Obviously. um <laughs>
1: you do <laughs> <For> this
0: conversation <laughs> um you can find us on our website at tonicsiteshop.com or you can go to our social media channels that we don't own um <laughs> at shop. and then we have a newsletter that's kind of like our favorite way to yeah. interact with our audience um is via our newsletter and you can find access to that on our shop.com website Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, we're in the business of calling out greatness of people Mm. and helping them to know what to do with it next, you know, and that's, that's, I think you're in the same business. We're aligned, you know, we, we get it. We're, we're with you. So just thank you so much for, for having us on in this just awesome discussion. And I love, I think you're right on. There's a new paradigm and we're so glad to be a part of it. And so glad you're leading the way.
1: Yeah, I like that. We we're in the business of calling out greatness. Your greatness—that's really good, by the way. And also, I thought it would, What would be really cool for you guys to do as a, as an ad is like you're so you don't own your social, and see if you can push that through Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, like what? GoDaddy. What is a GoDaddy? A site makes it official. A site makes it your ownership. <laughs> Something yeah. that you don't own your social, and see if you can push that ad through Instagram. Our top our
0: top Instagram post of all time is a graphic and a whole caption that i wrote that just says f the algorithm and yes. that's like hilariously that's our top post yeah, performing post of all that. time yeah.
1: <laughs> i love it i like, like sorry
0: love it. instagram but <laughs> we, lo- we
2: love to just disrupt all along the way yeah, So disruptive.
1: i okay. love it i love it well uh this is incredible uh so uh tonic site shop.com uh oh. at tonic shop on insta and um and from there they can reach out to you guys and and learn more and do all that other stuff right you don't need to give out your blood type phone number address or anything like that you don't yeah yeah
0: there's just like a small there's a small like blood donation thing it's not a big deal don't worry about it (laughs) awesome yeah we're gonna also make we'll have a special landing page just for your listeners um i i forgot to mention this so it'll be just tonic dot com slash hustle sold separately and people can find any resources that we mentioned, get a special little offer that we've made, you know, hop on the email list, whatever they want to do, check us out. But yeah, if you go to tonicsiteshub.com slash hustle sold separately, we'll have that up for you guys.
1: Love yeah, it. And,
2: and if, if anyone is curious too about some of that nitty gritty stuff in terms of systems or operations and stuff, um, we'll be sure to do a little roundup of some of our favorite tools there too. So you can, can get, get on board with that and, uh, Join us and, and some of that OCD goodness.
1: <laughs> I love join
0: it. Jeff and some join of that Jeff. OCD goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and
2: come on to the other side and and oh, see yeah. the little happy man dance after you get your your inbox emptied.
1: Have one you day. have you seen the unicorns on a on a Asana, right? Oh yeah, yeah, the they great. Every mean, time you finish a task, the unicorn. Yeah. yeah, I was actually showing my assistant yesterday. It's just
2: this little celebration that really does it for me. I mean, it's I've joked with Christina like I really should have one of those those star charts on my wall where like each time I get like a gold star, or, like there needs to be like a digital version of that, like where, where Christina rewards me. I'm, I'm not unlike a toddler. I need like snacks, rewards, and naps. And I'm like very happy.
1: So Yeah, I love, I, by the way, I'll also include in the show notes, um, the, uh, the, um, landing page as well too. So you just, you let me know and I'll, I'll keep, I'll make sure it's on the, the show notes. So everybody can find it. And, I really just, I appreciate your, both of you guys' time and coming on and, and talking about, I mean, these are some important topics for where we're heading. Uh, I've been preaching it for a very long time and I hope that they, they, I believe it's sinking in. I mean, we're seeing a very rise of the entrepreneurial creative class, um, yeah. but I also want to heavily arm them with the right tools to own their mm-hmm. path and not give it up so willingly, you know, and, uh, and uh, do the work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah amazing that guys. hustle exactly
0: lead on, lead on sir thank you, you. keep, keep thank talking you. profit thank you thank you <laughs>
1: <laughs> and thou shalt create <laughs> yeah go ye therefore and yeah. amazing guys well everybody listening for my amazing guest jeffrey shipley and jenna homestead uh tonic site shop tonic site shop.com Tonic Site Shop on Instagram. Please support them. Check them out. Go uh, reach out to them. DM. I always tell you guys to DM. Some of you take me up on it. I always just say be appropriate when you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there's lots of people listening. There's like hundreds of thousands. So just in case. Uh, but I, I really uh, appreciate everybody that continuously tunes in every single week. Thank you for the amazing uh, ratings and reviews. It means a lot. Uh, more so, uh, uh, apparently, to as Jen said, to the algorithm, uh, Apple prefers it because they then they decide that they can actually allow more people to see (laughs) that my podcast exists but um you know i'm grateful for the millions of downloads i'm grateful for all of you guys constantly um sending the feedback and the love and tuning into all these people and supporting them when they come on and then you go to their pages and you you interact with them that means a lot it means a lot to all of us um that's part of the movement versus just chasing celebrities who really are just people who are just more publicly known. That's about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, definitely go check these guys out. And I just want to thank everybody for my amazing guests, for myself, Matt Gossman, and the Hustle Sold separately. We are out. <laughs>